Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. is david and i'm zach <laughs> i just told david he'd look good yeah that's why he's laughing you it's slipped not it a joke though you just slipped it in so nicely you're just like <laughs> you look good take it away like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the people think the same thanks everybody and thank you zach um Anyways, <laughs> this is the uh, this is the internet's uh, number one Star Trek fan podcast. That's and right. What do we do, well, Zach? Uh, well, we <sighs> we tackle Star Trek episodes, star date by star date, and we review them. Currently, we're in Star Trek Enterprise season one, episode twenty three, Fallen Hero. Finally, the star dates have returned and Rolling it back is star date oh two oh nine two one five point two and uh before we get going again i'd like to thank our lovely patreons and i'd like to thank our lovely listeners you guys are all fucking awesome thanks for fucking listening it feels good i'm just happy people like star trek like we like star trek and you know yeah. and if if you don't like us then send us an email and tell us why. <laughs> uh, and we'll work on it. And we'll we'll work on it. And, you know, as always, um, we're on all major podcasting platforms. You can send us an email at thestarcompanion at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we're also on YouTube, so you can see how good David looks today. It's true. Yeah. I am it's looking. True. I'm looking at myself right now, and you're right. You're so right. I know. That's what, yeah. And, uh... For those of you that don't know, we are, in fact, the premier Star Trek podcast. Trekking through Trek, one star date at a time. That's right, baby. So, David, take away the synopsis. All right, so we got we got a really good episode here today. I really enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, basically the episode 
episode starts during dinner between Archer, Trip, and uh, T'Pol. And uh, T'Pol is noting that the crew efficiency is down 3%, um, which apparently is, is huge. Um, Shit. And she notes that she's found a planet named uh, Riza, Risa. And Whoa, Riza? Which she thinks would be a good place for shore leave. And um, mm-hmm. she kind of hints that she thinks the drop in efficiency is due to a lack of sexual activity on board the Enterprise. Um, and she also co- no- <laughs> and she also notes that uh, Riza has a humanoid population receptive to easing tensions. Um, yeah. This, uh, what did you, before we get re- more into the episode, what did you, what did you think about this, this angle that T'Pol took here? Well, you know, I think it's accurate. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, so this crew is pretty tight and small because they're all, you know, this is kind of like a military operation. Yeah. And there aren't too many relationships that we know of outside of that one couple that just won't seem to die. And, uh... (laughs) You know, I think shore leave's important. I mean, they've been out there for over a year now, I believe. And, you know, they might need a break. And what better place than Ryza? My favorite That's right. Ryzen anecdote is when uh, in DS9, uh, Worf goes to Ryza with uh, Jedzia Dex. And Jedzia Dex is hot, and they're lovers. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed <laughs> to have a really good time. And Worf just can't cut loose, man. <laughs> Classic so, Worf. So on Ryza, they use some sort of, like, you know, geoengineering to keep it beautiful on the main hotel or resort of Ryza, if you will. Right. It's like and Disney so, moved in and kept it, kept it yeah, nice. Yeah, and so Worf joins up with these uh, rebels who want to take away all the fun for the Ryzens. It's pretty excellent. It's pretty fucking hilarious. I don't think Chetzia, I've seen that what? episode yet. It's so good. It's so stupid. But that sounds like classic Worf not knowing yeah. how to <laughs> let loose. He's very square. Everyone's wearing bathing suits. He's wearing his fucking full regalia. <laughs> yeah. So With the sash, the metal sash. Worf's a gem. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I, I think T'Pol has a good point about that you know humans you know we do we need we have certain demands certain needs Mm -hmm. needs um and the vulcans you know it'll they only need it every seven years you know meanwhile you know humans we could go out at any time you know Mm -hmm. you and me baby we're nothing but mammals and um So my (laughs) do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. So I just I thought it was an interesting angle that that T'Pol took here because um, she's basically suggesting that they visit like a pleasure planet, you know, a la like, uh, you know, like the Bunny Ranch in Las Vegas or, you know, like Thailand. If you you put the idol out, it means Mm -hmm. you're ready for some sex. Yeah, that's right. So, Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like that that brings into question, you know, it's like, what are these are these planets in in employing? Well, not employing. Are they do they have sex slaves? Are these people go and work there for for money? Like, 
what's the deal? You know, what's going on? I have had that thought. I think Ryzen's just love pleasure, bro. Okay. They're just a very, uh, okay. They're just a very sensual race of people. Yeah. It's okay. a horny bunch. You know what? I can get behind that. It's like band camp freshman year. <laughs> yeah. Horny is as horny does. Horny, horny, horny toad. <laughs> so anyways, after this little, uh, this little playful banter at, at dinner beforehand, Archer agrees that it's a good idea, so they start, the Enterprise starts heading towards Ryza, but en route, they receive an urgent communique from Admiral Forrest at Starfleet, asking Uh-oh. him, asking the Enterprise to extract a Vulcan ambassador named Valar from the nearby planet Mazar, and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't really give a lot of information, so, uh, you know, Archer and crew, perplexed and a bit peeved, um, they set off towards Mazar to retrieve the Vulcan ambassador with extreme urgency. Extreme. Extreme urgency. And there was something <laughs> that I noted here about this. Um, they, uh, Admiral Forrest says that the nearest Vulcan ship is a week away, so they can't, you know, so the Vulcans can't go get uh, Valar. Yeah. So they ask enterprise to go and get this lady but then he says that in three days you'll rendezvous with another ship so it's like it's the math there doesn't really work for me you know it's like seven days three days to rendezvous you know what's going on holy shit dude i don't (laughs) think anyone expected you to whip out an altimeter and be like hey uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> measuring well, out the, the stars if, if the fucking Vulcans leave going warp 7 into the east and humans <laughs> go warp 4 to the okay. west at what it, point it becomes a classic word problem okay I see you know I, don't know. Uh, I just thought I it was I, I thought agree. it was highly suspect and I th- the whole I, thing is suspect it is, yeah. And, I mean, I guess it makes sense later on because they explain it, but um, it, it made me think of a couple days ago, I think I even sent you, it was on the subreddit uh, Daystrom Institute. Mm-hmm. Some guy noted that, why is the Enterprise always the closest ship to whatever is going on? Yep. <laughs> and uh, yep. I think your response was, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, so... A, yes, fuck you, that's why. Yeah. And B, I think because it's urgent, they just wanted whoever's closest to go get her. Right. You know, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, and then my response to that was like, well, the show's about the Enterprise, so of course they're going to be the closest one, and of course it's going to be urgent, so yeah. of course they got to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you better get getting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, oh yeah, continue, I'm sorry. Okay, so, um, they eventually arrive at Mazar, um, they're hailed immediately by the High Council, who says that the shuttlecraft is on its way up to the Enterprise, and so, Valar, um, arrives on, on ship very quickly, and Mm -hmm. she's, un, she's rather an uncharacteristic, she doesn't display a lot of... Yeah, she's very chill. She sticks out her hand to shake people's hand, uh, hands. 
she com- yeah. comments and, and, on uh, Hoshi's uh, niceness of letting her borrow mm-hmm. her room. And, uh, you know, T'Pol was very serious about how regimented this meeting should go. Yeah. And uh, Valar bucked all of those trends. She did. You know, didn't mind the smell, was fine with touching them. You know, was interested in Hoshi's shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I have a thought. It's about Valar. Please think. She's the Dame Judy Dench of Vulcan. She is, man. That's M, baby. She looked just like her, didn't she? She looked just <laughs> like her. That's what I'm talking about. 007. Um, and, uh, so anyway, right, so it turns out that... What does it turn out? That the Mazarians want her back? Mm-hmm. And Archer's conflicted. Dad's yeah. conflicted. He needs a reason. And then you see some real friendship and trust between Dad and T'Pol. That's right. And, uh, you know, no yeah. shore leave, but... No shore leave, but they get they get involved in a little, uh, little scrum here. A little scrum. A little intergalactic scrum, if you that's will. What I, that's, that's what I would call it. Yeah. Um, I love it when Dad says polarize the whole plating. That gets me hard. Just a thought. Yeah. I also love it when Dad plays hardball. I do too. Well, I'm going to take you back to the Miserians. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't tell me what it is. The thing is, is I can't believe that he's playing hardball. Yeah. Because he's still got that smug little smile. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah, you never really know where Dad lies. He, you know, Dad says something, but you know he always means something else. Uh huh. Dad lies with the dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to put it. <laughs> um, Literally and figuratively. Yeah, and he, I mean, he totally calls her bluff too because you know she, you know, the whole thing ends up. You know, Valar doesn't want to tell him what happened on Mazar. You know, but. Dad's like, well, if you're not going to tell me, we're just going to head back, you know? I don't care if we're outgunned and we're outmanned. We're going to go head back and we're going to give you give you back to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's kind of just like, whoa, what the hell? You know, he really put his dick on the table and let her know what's up. <laughs> he dropped his fucking iron balls on the table. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Jolene Bla- Blalock? Blalock? Blalock. Yeah. She gives such a solid performance this episode, man. Like when she's when she's kind of I don't want to say begging, but I guess maybe entreating Archer to turn the ship back around and go back towards the Vulcans. She conveys so much with her like facial and her without body. without much. Yeah. It's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's a great actress. It's too bad she never did anything else. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but she she played a she played a great Vulcan. Yeah, she did, um, and she's up there in the panoply of really amazing Vulcans. You know. Oh hell yeah! Um, what would you rank the order of Vulcans? Spock is obviously first. Um, of course. He's daddy. Um, second. 
I would say maybe maybe to Paul. I really I just I re I really enjoy. Paul's an amazing Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So. And then after all... that, it would be like sub characters, you know, like. Uh, you know. Saval's cool. Yeah, Saval. Um, um. You know, people like that. Yeah. So, there are some important continuity notes. Mm -hmm. This marks the first time Enterprise reaches warp five. First episode to state that ships can't fire phase cannons while at warp. Yes. Um, and spoiler alert, they reach Ryza, not next episode, but the episode after. Oh. And Dad's really going to get his reading in. <laughs> <laughs> and his diving. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that next episode. Now I think I'm going to finish some books. <laughs> you know, um,. When when Valar first comes on board, um, she's she she expresses how happy she is to be able to practice English with the humans. Yeah. And I just want to know when do we transition to it being known as Galactic Basic? You know. Oh, okay. Or Starfleetian, or what Starfleetian. Is it always English? <laughs> what do, what what about just human? Human. Yeah. There we go. You know, yeah. Huh. I don't know. I would wonder in uh, in tr in translated episodes of this if if they say something other than English. You That's know? a great thought. I've That's been a... waiting to practice my Japanese. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. Shoot. How much do you think Dad likes the Enola Gay and George Washington? <laughs> I'd say quite a bit. Never, never heard him talk about that, and yet yeah. they've got a pretty prominent place on his wall for decorations. Yeah. So prominent that it's in the same height as his uh, water polo ball. Yeah. I, it's I really ham-handed, isn't it's it? It's like, <laughs> the Enola Gay, bro? Jesus Christ. Your dad's working on a goddamn warp drive. Yeah. Fuck, man. Couldn't be Columbia or, you know, Apollo or something like that. <laughs> well, the fucking beauty of, uh, you know, um, yeah, the Apollo missions. Uh, yeah. You know, TNG is all the old, you know, Enterprise ships. Right. Come the fuck on, man. You chose the Enola Gay? <laughs> right. That's awesome. Out of all. He's just ham-handed as fuck. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, for me... That's all I got. Oh, okay. There's one more thing um, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, I guess it's a continuity point. Um, as Valar leaves the ship um, to go with the Vulcans, she turns to Paul and says, live long and prosper. And that is the first time in the uh, oh, yeah. canon so far that we have heard that. Excellent. Yeah. So it's, She didn't um, hit her back, though, which I thought was a little rude. She just bowed to her. I know, but where's the live long and prosper? Now she's going to die on the transport. <laughs> you know, every action has a reaction. Die quickly and suffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have one more point, actually. Yeah. Um, Paul says to Tucker when they're still on their way to Ryza, 
Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a pretty sweet Tommy Bahama he just replicated real quick. <laughs> yeah. And she says, if you're planning on wearing that on Rise Aid, you're better off staying on the ship. Sexual tension much? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, rule number one, you gotta be seen to get noticed. Nice. Hey. Nice. It's Fonzie over here. Yeah, maybe T'Pol's doing the classic girlfriend thing of like, I hate the way my boyfriend dresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This place doesn't have pina coladas. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you like Risa coladas. Oh wow. Yeah. Getting, getting caught on the beach. Getting handies from a recent boom boom boom. You guys are it's welcome a, for that. That's, that's it's a my... shame we it's a shame we can't license that music for the outro. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We should start an acapella group right there. You could really tell how good we were gonna be. <laughs> Barbershed, barbershop duet. Barbershed, no. Barbershed. What it is? <laughs> it's like between chat and shed. I'm out, boys. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Huh? Thanks for listening. Yeah, keep following us. Um, you can find us on every major pla- uh, podcasting platform. Find us on YouTube. If you like what we're doing, and uh, we know you do, uh, send us a buck or two. You know, this is this has been a labor of love thus far, but yeah. um, you know, finan- financial support goes a long way. It really does. You know. So does a like and a subscribe. Yeah, and you know. Straight up. On the same, on that note, you know, every Christmas, my little nieces and nephews, they look oh, forward no. to getting a card from me because I slip a Chris Five in there and I tell them, I tell them to go buy something that they like. And uh, if you guys can return that favor to us, <laughs> be perfect. Do you even have any nieces? No. I don't think I do either. Well, because the nieces the son of your brother or sister yeah i've got young cousins doesn't count nope anyways take care of yourself bye are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns